Hello and welcome to Kyono Anime. This is a filler episode. We're going to talk about random stuff in this episode. Andrew, how you feeling tonight? Oh, I'm feeling great, Matt. How you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm ready to kick off this episode. We were just talking about owning a firehouse and uh. I'm like infinitely excited about that now it, because it's a it, dream. I it mean, would truly be incredible. Think Ghostbusters, but then utilizing the space for let's say, you know, our podcast or any other kind of business venture that you'd like to have you have the space to now accommodate it because almost like a warehouse i kind of just want to live in there at that point i mean yeah you, the the bathroom space the square footage multi-levels the fire pole like i'd have my bedroom upstairs i'd be able to fly down that fire pole <laughs> every morning and you better believe the it'll be up to fire code believe it <laughs> <laughs> naruto would be proud <laughs> oh geez <laughs> yep but that, it reminds me of like the old, uh, like all the old abandoned homes in Japan. Oh uh, uh, yeah, and like there's a bunch of programs where you could buy abandoned places. Yeah, I think they're called like an Akia or something like that. Yeah, there's there's a couple different ones. There's Akia, and then there's like another version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, where it's like you can get them for almost nothing. Like you just pay the taxes on them and everything. Not gonna lie, I was looking at that a lot. Oh, so um, have I. Just because, like, even if it's not the most perfect place. No, but the the downside like, of that is that it needs to be your resident yeah. for, for, I think it's three years. So something to, like, you'd really have to consider because, like, you know, you ha- then you have to make that move and you have to be there for three years. So you're going to need to renew your visa and everything like that. Yeah, and just because, say, we were to buy it, there's you know the the whole thing of since you're not a citizen owning the home still won't make you a citizen don't think that will because it won't uh that's just no, the well, policy well there you know my my whole thing about that is that i i don't think i'll ever get my japanese citizenship regardless like it even if i were to move there for you know five years um because you have to denounce all of your other citizenship yeah, no, it, it doesn't really work out. They don't have a hybrid, I don't believe. No, no, that's how it works. In order to be a Japanese citizen, you have to denounce all of the citizenship. So, like, I'm not willing to do that with my American citizenship, personally. No, no, I... Because uh, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to lose know. the things that being an American citizen grants me. That's fair. No, that's 100% fair. Yeah. I would love to be able to own a home there and it not be, like, a huge kerfuffle. Oh, 100%, but, but that's that's literally just buying a house at that point. Yeah, but I mean, like... You, can you know, re- which you could do as long as you have the money for it. it that, that's not an issue for foreigners. You can buy houses, and it's not going to be a problem as long as you have the money for it. That's that's a fact. The The issue with that a lot of foreigners have moving to Japan, to my understanding, is the whole, like, difficulty getting an apartment and everything like that. But that comes from the stereotyping around foreigners in Japan. You know, yeah, they're, they're not going to follow the sense. local customs. They're not going to be as clean. Uh, they're not going to know how to recycle properly and everything like that. I mean, yeah, that, that is a lot to learn as a foreigner, but it is learnable. Well, it's also, <laughs> ov- ov- obviously, there's also the language barrier and stuff like that. Uh, you know, if you don't know Japanese, it's going to be much harder for you to live there. Uh, much harder to get a location to live as well, because uh, you're not going to be able to communicate with your landlord, and, you know, they're going to have a problem with that. So... There, there's a lot that goes into that, but buying a house, you're all good. Nobody's going to give you any trouble about it, and you don't need to have a citizenship to own a house in Japan either. You can totally yeah, buy a home as a vacation home or anything like that. 
And like as an American going to Japan, I believe it's three months that you can stay there without any visas. I thought it was only you could only stay for a month as a U.S. citizen. But I, I could be mistaken. Think it, I yeah. think it's longer for like European citizens and uh, like in other countries. But that is just something you'd have to look into if you were ever interested in staying there for an amount of time. But you could always, of course, stay there for longer if you're. Uh, going to school there if you oh for sure doing well but that's that's where there. that's where visas come in and that's you yep. know you'd you'd get a visa off you know I have a I have a school that I'm attending obviously yeah I I did a, actually a lot of like research of like how could I move there how could I do this how could I, I did make this, I did the like, same thing this? that was a big part of my plan I was actually gonna move there as a dog trainer yeah no Emily was looking into that too and uh yeah well because you can do that like yeah. that's that's literally on the list of viable work visas yeah i think it's like under skilled trade kind of yeah and, and like i know i could with my background in schooling i definitely mm. could i just would want to be more uh like in that field because i just started in being in this field so, oh for sure you know it, i mean it's the same thing for for me with uh you know go, going there and everything like that being like oh maybe i could teach english um, for one, you need you need a degree. It doesn't matter what degree you have; you just need a degree to teach English there. Um, as well, you don't really make much money at all. Uh, teaching English. Yeah, no, I mean same here. But <laughs> uh, well, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know you'll you'll get enough to get by and go out on weekends. Um, but I'm not really comfortable with that personally. And now I don't know how this is structured per se. Um, but it, I also was like seeing something that, uh, if you're a foreigner and a teacher, not just a foreigner in the country, you will probably have to work at a bunch of different schools within like a prefecture. Well, um, to my understanding of it is depending on the agency that you go with, um, they'll send you to pretty much wherever, um, it, it may be based on certain prefectures and stuff. But I think it's mainly based on like, oh, this is the area that you're going to be in uh, for this semester. And then the uh, the staff there can can ask you to continue. Uh, continue teaching so you can kind of extend that uh, as long as, you know, you, you do your job well there. Yeah, And, you, you know, people like you and you stay on, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Wait, I mean, this is this is all stuff you can look into, look up. Uh, you know, we oh, don't have sure. all those answers. <laughs> for sure. But I mean, it's just, it's, you know, that's just, that's just my experience with it and being like, oh, this yeah, is... I went down a rabbit hole on this for a few months. You know, I was nearing 30 and I was, well, just I was, like, I was about I really, to... really just want to move there for even if it's only like two, three months. Yeah. Well, I, I was like, I want to move there for like the next, you know, two years or so. Yeah. I was like two to five years and, and uh, everybody I... was like, you just want to dip and leave everybody. I'm like, Kinda like not that I hate everybody, but it's just like well, for, I for want me, that culture shock. I want to do something cool like that. For me, it was the whole like getting out of my comfort zone entirely. Dang. And I was like, let me, let me go somewhere where I'm the farthest. I'm literally the farthest away I possibly can be, uh, from everything back home. So it was one of those things for me where it's like, you know, even just visiting Japan is like such an eye opening experience with like. I hate clutter. Like, Andrew, look at my room. I hate this so much. 
<laughs> yeah, and it, I do too. And the thing is, is that sometimes I have to physically switch like this thing off in my brain so that it doesn't irk me. But like, give it a week, and then I'm like stomping around like fuck this, fuck that, and start <laughs> throwing things, and I'm just like trashing stuff that shouldn't be trashed, but. It's just been getting to me. Yeah, I'm I'm with that though. And like if I were to live there, I would have to really adjust everything and I I have to probably take it upon myself to be more minimalist. Oh, 100%. I mean, I would, you know, I would I would have so much less than I do now had I made that move. Oh yeah, and stuff no, like that. But almost but none of my stuff would be coming with. Well, that's the whole thing, right? And it's like, you know, do you really want to take the extra money that you're earning? And send it back home for a storage unit where it, when you come back, your stuff might not even be there. Yeah, I mean, like, right now in my life, I would I have ways to just, like, have some of the things that I would need. Yeah, personally, but, personally, I would have needed to get rid of most of my stuff. Yeah. And that, no. that would have been fine at the time, but uh, I was gearing up to move. You know, I had... I had another like two months before I made the move. I started calling people to look for apartments and stuff like that. And, uh... Then COVID happened, and the whole country shut down. Yeah, no one was going in, no one was coming out. And from from there, plans had to change. Yeah, and I was that was crazy that whole time. You know, we don't got to get into it too much, but the uh, foreigners that were away that couldn't come home to even be with family during that time, yeah, because they wouldn't have been allowed back. And you yeah, well, know, that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, they were essentially stuck there. Yeah, a lot a lot of people were displaced for quite a while, but uh. Thankfully, that's that's behind us now. Yeah, no, that like, and I still feel this way I, that I gotta, I gotta do a thing really quick. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, I still feel that I can maybe one day go and live there for a certain amount of time. I know my school allows me to reach out to them to help me find job placements, and they have stated that they have had luck placing people overseas in countries like Japan, in Europe. So I'm like, it doesn't necessarily have to be Japan. I would just love that any portion of my life isn't spent within the United States just to get the feeling for it. And, you know, it would be it would be such a uniquely awesome experience to do that work, live, exist somewhere other than here. I think uh I think that's something that a lot of foreign people do because it's like you have to think about how big like America actually is and like how how vast the like difference in just like American culture is between like you know the the east the you know you have the midwest you have you know down south you have up north you have there's a lot of different stuff and uh like like I know people from Japan that you know have worked in uh korea and taiwan and you know and lived in those places for a couple of years working and uh you know eventually making their way back home and everything like that but just just having that closeness i think makes such a big difference yeah it's like there's not many the things for us wild well that's, that's what i mean it's like you know we we have basically what what would be the equivalent of J- japan to korea within texas yeah. Uh, you know, within Carolina, you could say, from North to South Carolina. Take about an hour and a half flight uh, to be there. Right. But it's, you know, same thing 
could be said for, you know, Japan to Korea. Uh, it's, it's only a couple hours. Yeah. And then like you were, say you were to fly from New York to, so I feel like, I just feel like Florida, it's, yeah, I just feel like, like three it's, hours. I just feel like it's easier in, in those contexts to say, okay, well, it's easier to go from, to kind of country hop a little bit. And also I think the European countries are a little bit more open to that. Like, a, you know, to, to immigration in general. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I, definitely seems that way because i don't know i haven't looked at this so i don't know how strict it is uh you can always correct us if you are from a european country and listening to this oh yeah for sure let us know that I, would I'm, be awesome to I'm super interested hear. but you know it seems because of how openly they have it kind of shared vis-a-vis like trains and buses and public transit in general it's so easy to go from one country to the next and you know obviously you may not live over there, but you could hop on a two, three trains, buses, whatever, be there within three hours. Yeah, I, I would I would say public transportation is definitely better majority wise outside the US. Yeah, I mean when I think public transit, I can't help but think New York public transit and that is It's a nightmare. Scary nonsense. It's such a nightmare. My God. The yeah. amount of the amount of times the weirdest stuff has happened to me on trains out here. Oh yeah, and Same. like going back and forth in New York City is just—it's insane. Usually, I mean, the, the, the kind of stuff that you see, you the would rule not of expect. Thumb is mind your business, but sometimes there's people that don't, and it's really uncomfortable. There's there's plenty that don't, and there's plenty of people that will that will get in your business. Uh, for no reason. Yeah, you're just existing, and you're a body in like a manic breakout, freakout moment. You're just. I remember. I remember once I was on a 4 a.m. train, uh, and this girl and guy got on, also known as the drunk train, and uh, I was going to work. Like I, so were the like nine other people in the train car with me. (laughs) That's right. We were we were all going to work. We had to be you know wherever we had to be at six o'clock in the morning. And it's an hour and a half train ride. And these two people get on. And mind you, it's, it's about 4.15 in the morning. And this person just starts playing videos on their phone at full volume. It's an hour and a half train. Everyone on this train car is trying to sleep. Yeah, they're trying to catch that snooze for like that hour. Yeah, well, it makes a really big difference when you got to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning to catch a train, and, you know, you didn't get home until, you know, 6, 7 o'clock the night before. And it makes a really big difference when you could take that little nap on that train. When you get to work, you're, you're not feeling so bad. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, like, got that boost, that extra little kick in the pants that you needed to keep going. Yeah, so someone politely turns to them and asks to lower their volume. Uh, you know, was like, I'm not even asking you to turn it off. Just please lower the volume. Like, it's early in the morning. People are trying to sleep. Like, nobody wants to hear that. And and they just start flipping out. Like, yelling at the person and stuff <laughs> like that. And everyone else is like, what is going on? Like, why are you bugging? Like, what? Like, how much? how much cocaine did you do to get yourself in a position where you have this much energy at 4 o'clock in the morning? Not to mention, would randomly freak out on someone for asking something very reasonable. Yeah, being like, hey, man, 
it's pretty quiet and everyone notices this video blasting well so in technicality Just so like in chill in in new york they have something called quiet cars um and those cars from a certain time in the morning uh to a certain time in the later morning uh are quiet cars which means like you're not supposed to be oh, talking to people do anything and, loud yeah you're just supposed to be quiet. I mean, like every train in Japan. Um, and so, you know, the the ticketing person comes by and they're like, I could play my video, right? And they're like, no, like with headphones, yeah. And like, they're like, why? It's like, because it's four o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants to hear that. Absolute legend. <laughs> Absolute legend. Uh, you know, they finally got off at the next stop and everything like that. And they're like, you're, you're lucky I got to go to work. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there like, most of these guys are iron workers. You're lucky they got to go to work. <laughs> like they, they would break you with their pinky. Like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And this is why I think I've wanted such a crazy new cultural shock where that, like, I would love to be able to just public transit my way to work and like, that's just one thing that would be completely different. So, like, I have to drive. Like, I mean, some, 20, some minutes something away. else in regards to that, like the the Japanese infrastructure on public transport is incredible. I mean, they 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 did a lot of work on that the past what like fifteen years, and they made it so ridiculously accessible. Like trains apologize for being a minute late. Like the conductors will apologize for it. Yeah, and, and you can get like notes to your job for tardiness on right. their behalf and whereas you have like the new york train system where it's like if they're not five minutes late something's going wrong like if, if a train is early there's a problem it's just a train derailed today you're gonna have to do a transfer three four times to I, get to your destination so i once was on a train uh that had hit a pedestrian they didn't let anyone off the train for four hours. Were you at a station? No. That would be why. Oh, I know why. And also live rails and shit. Four hours. Yeah. That... They had to bring another train car, another train, and then they put planks across oh, for did, everyone did, to walk. Did the train derail? No. No. No, but it, it, it hit a pedestrian. The train, you know, they, it, it killed someone. Yeah, I yeah, I figured. <laughs> um but apparently it's not a laughing matter. No, no, not <laughs> Sorry, at all. But guys, uh, it's, apparently it's okay to have nervous laughter, it, right? We're we're our, understanding here. It's also a a thing that happens in NYC a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh the whole thing about that, what I was gonna say is that apparently the train had been had kept going for twenty minutes. Like it just continued. <laughs> yeah. They could have stopped at any any place and just said, "Hey, everyone's got to get off." Right. There no. was like there was like three <laughs> stops in between. Thank God, there's bathrooms that are gross on them. But you know, geez, like how? What happened there that somebody thought, "Nah, it's fine." Anyway, that's that's a, <laughs> that's the difference between yeah. the public transit systems. Yeah. So like that that would be such a like a welcome change to have something yeah not to mention easier not to mention trains are also within like five like i think the longest distance apart like if you're in tokyo or something like that is like 10 minutes 
So it's like really like even if it was thirty, I'd be fine. Well, that's what you get, you know, in in the city and stuff like that. You get like okay, well, you can take the next train that's going to be in thirty minutes, but now you have to take a transfer. So you need to stop at another station and get off and get on a different train, which might not wait for you. Oh yeah, no, they typically don't. So you're stuck waiting another 10, 30 minutes. To well, that's the whole thing. You're stuck waiting through. now another 30 minutes, period. Yep. No, it's not seamless. There's no there's not, easy there's transfers not, There's not there. going to be another train in 10 minutes. That's the whole thing. It's, yep. not, it's not like that. You're, you don't have trains every five minutes like there is in, in Tokyo, where, where you're going to just say, oh, 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 we missed this train? No problem. We'll hop on the next one. Yeah. No, it, it's just how it is here, and it's, it's awful. Which is why I try to opt out of like taking it as much as I can, but it's now going to be easier just to hop on the train to go to the city instead of driving in. All right, well, really quick, right before we hop onto our main topic, uh, I'm going to do something that I'm going to have to cut out, but it does need to happen so that everyone listening to this podcast right now does not have to hear... Uh, What's the term I'm looking for? Feline? Yeah. Nobody has to hear a cat meowing for the next half an hour. It's semi-infuriating. I love the cat, but Jesus. It really needs to stop doing this. All right, be right back. Hey, you bit. <laughs> All right, well, Andrew, now that we're back, what's uh what's our main topic that we were planning on before we got into the whole like discussion about public transportation and owning homes in Japan? Well, it depends, you know, was that going to be the topic that I texted you about today or was it going to be the one I told you upon arrival? Ooh. Ooh, I feel like our main topic should be what you texted me earlier because I feel like we're we're a little bit better prepared for that. Okay. So this idea, uh, it stems from something I overheard of a wrestling pod. What what was the pod? I believe it's Stone Cold uh Flaming Skull podcast. Stone Cold Flaming Skull. Yeah, well Stone that Cold is Steve a, Austin. That is a name. I think it's just called the like Flaming Skull or Smoking Skull podcast, something like that. Okay. Um, he always oh, oh, good to, to let people know where everything, where, where stuff came from. Yeah. So he asked the undertaker if he were to, uh, create a Mount Rushmore of the most influenced, influential wrestlers, who would it be? Uh, and I thought that would be cool for us to talk about maybe the most influential anime and the most influential anime characters. 
that so, we would put on a Mount Rushmore. So my mind immediately went to anime characters. Uh, let me let me pull up my notes here really quick because I am extremely intelligent and I love to put them away. I had to deliberate on this for a while because I could have branched this into so many topics of genre specific overall just influence overall just like awesome favorites you know it's it's hard to well really keep it into one yeah but i was like the most influential that i think that is where i'm coming at all right well let me let me like as soon as you told told it to me i was like all right off the top of my head who would i put up there and i was like naruto okay Obviously from Naruto, Naruto Shippuden and all that. I wouldn't have done that. I thought it was from Boruto, honestly. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, at that point, he is Hokage, right? He's already on, the, he's already on a Mount Rushmore of anime. <laughs> uh, I mean, so literally, I yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a little bit of a cop-out. I mean, that's kind of funny, though. Uh, Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that is super fair. He almost made my list. Right. I feel like he's kind of close to, to a TDR. He was, he was actually going to be on my list. Uh, Luffy. From no, One Piece. That's totally fair. Uh, and the, the one that made the least amount of sense, but actually rolls into the other topic that hopefully we'll get you on this episode. Uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. He is on my list as he well. He's on your list. He, I was like, it makes no sense if I'm thinking about it as the like national icon that it's meant to be. Of like, let me relate it to the people that are actually up there. Um, but like. He would be on there for the Mount Rushmore for me because that's that's an anime that I recommend to so many people who are like, oh, I don't like anime. It is a staple. It is one of those ones that you can go back, rewatch, enjoy. That is also one you'd recommend to people to start branching out on things that they're watching. I mean, same thing with Cowboy Bebop. I mean, that's just it's so influential for me. And like, I know Theodore Roosevelt was such a badass. It, it's literally like a perfect show to watch. It is. It's it's such a contained show well, too. The, it's the not only very thing, long. The only thing that I didn't like about Cowboy Bebop that missed for me, I bearing in mind that I love the show. It is one of all my you know all time top anime. Um, they didn't give me enough of an opportunity to explore the characters. They made me lo- they made me love them in such a short amount of time, which is something that's incredible for any show to do. But I didn't. I didn't really get to know as much about them as I would have liked to. I mean, yeah, but also, you know, this is kind of what I say. Right? It's such like a contained show because they make well, you care. it's very concise. Yeah, they make you care. They give you a certain amount of time to get attached, but they don't overstay their welcome by continuing this story and this narrative and gunking it up, making it slow in some parts. It is very straightforward, and the plot is always moving, which is the reason, you know, probably one of the main reasons why I like the show so much. It's one of those reasons why I think that kind of show is always going to be more what I recommend than like a long running shonen. Well, I mean, Naruto was up there for me because it's Naruto. It's Naruto. It's always been a part of my anime repertoire. Like ever since I started watching anime on like late night tsunami when I was like six uh, and I shouldn't have been up, you know, uh, having that, tube television in my room uh i'm dating myself but you know that i had that so. yeah so i have my top four 
one of them is kind of a cop out, and I'll let you. Well, know. let's 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 go through yours, uh, and then <laughs> and then we'll get into what like my actual one is for like relating them to the presidents. Oh yeah, I didn't do that in my head. So <laughs> fantastic, we have very different lists. So we're gonna let you do that, and then I guess I will have to figure that out after. During... <laughs> well, what's your what's your what's your list here? So uh, at first, I have Usagi Tsukino, aka Sailor Moon. As okay. up there, you, the reasoning is Sailor Moon is such an iconic show, and she is one of the only female leads in a long-running show like this that can go toe-to-toe with a lot of these big names, and whether you've seen it or not, you know what Sailor Moon is. It's so influential, you must. You just gotta. You, 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 can't, you can't take it away. From her, <laughs> from her. It's fair. It's, it's it's such an old show that's gotten so many people into anime that I can't even the amount of women that I know that got remix. into anime because of Sailor Moon is uh, astronomical. It's, it's influential from like a you could say like a gender base where this was some women's first introduction to anime and this is a predominantly male dominated main character main protagonist like whole world where this was one of the original female leads and it is one of the most badass people to ever exist in anime yeah it always it also always made me think of uh the uh like connection uh between like that and inuyasha yeah, because uh, that was that was always big for me, but I wouldn't put Inuyasha on a Mount Rushmore. No, I would put Inuyasha in like one of my favorite shonen type lists. See, I don't feel like, uh, not technically. I mean, it's kind of a shonen. It like that's the whole thing, right? It's like it's it's a weird in between show of like it's really a romance. So it, I'm forgetting the terminology for it exactly. Um, but there is like a version of this where it's supposed to be long serialized geared towards women, uh, like show because the, of the story, the romance aspect and that love interest. Uh, I, I have to look it up. We could put it in maybe at the end of the episode if we figure out what that terminology is. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll, I'll edit it in as a uh, quick aside. There's a bunch of sub genres. Um, but yeah, no, he wouldn't make it into that kind of listing for me, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I mean, such Inuyasha a great show, great show and but, I love it. But it makes but... me think of the female lead in Inuyasha, and I always, I always, for some reason, related her to a Sailor Moon type. Yeah, no, that's 100% fair. Kagome is a badass. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, who else shoots that bow so good? I mean, just, she is annoying, but she's also a teenager, so fair. we can get over it. So is it. Sailor Moon, though. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> even that, though she's, isn't she like a celestial being? She's like a god, almost. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. What's next? Number two is Goku. Goku had to be it. said in wow. the same sentence. Goku is so influential. Love it or hate it, you can't say that Goku didn't pave the way towards a lot of different shonen. That's super fair. And you know, as is still to this day, people get you know really excited whenever Goku does another power up, another level up. 
in in the new series. Yeah, it's well, you got to get to wonderful. Super Saiyan 17. Otherwise, I'll go see every single movie. I'll play every single video game. I love that franchise as is. You know, it's just you have to mention it. There were definitely things that I didn't like about Dragon Ball Z. And no, they're uh, completely valid, too. Every, but at the same time, I was still one of those people that went back and watched Dragon Ball. That's fair, yeah. No, Dragon Ball is wonderful. It's it's because I because I enjoyed Dragon Ball Z so much as a kid. But if you and think about how long it's been around, that's why it's on this list. It 100%. To it totally makes sense to me um, if the presidents were immortal. Um, <laughs> then one of them, like, I, I feel like Goku would be on there. It does make a lot of sense. Uh, now that I'm looking at my Hero Academia tapestry on my wall, I'm thinking of all my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, we could make so many variations of this list where so many other characters could get their time to shine, but I'm talking about, like, things that have paved the way for Oh, you know what? Let us, let us know if you'd like to see this based on a specific anime. Because yeah, I would love to do... I would do that. I would, I would love totally. to do a Mount Rushmore of a specific show. Like Demon Slayer. Like, check out our pod. Absolutely. Demon Still. Slayer. <laughs> check, out, check out our first couple episodes. Uh, you know, we're, we're going through that right now. But like My Hero Academia, we could do it with. We could do it with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Inuyasha. Like, there's... There's so many like shows with iconic characters mm-hmm. that we could really that we could really pick that apart and have fun with that. I'd like that. Yeah, that would actually make crazy fun filler. Episodes. I feel like I feel like this this might be a further segment in filler episodes. Hey, you know, if you love it, let us know. If you hate it, we might still do it anyway. <laughs> but you could let us know. Definitely let us know what you guys think. You know, we're always looking to uh, have some more engagement and get you guys involved in what's going on with our content here. Yeah. And then, you know, number three, like you, I had Light Yagami. We were talking about it with you. So why did you pick Light for you? Okay. So for me, influentially, when I was younger, and I mean in middle school, guys, I'm not very old, I hope. I don't, neither of us are very old. <laughs> I said I had a tube TV, but that's not that long ago when you really think about it. No, it isn't. And I can still go buy them and find them. I know where to buy them. And also, them. I was not, we were not one of those <laughs> families that was like, as soon as LEDs came out, we got one. No, me neither. Me neither. We, we still had our like three component cable, big bulb TVs oh, yeah. that also probably had a VHS player like attached to or built into. See, that was fancy. Yeah, I know that was fancy. That was that was crazy. All right, so Light Yagami. <laughs> Light Yagami, everybody. My time frame for watching anime fell around when this show was first being released. And the buzz about this show got tons of people murmuring for anime. And anime back while I was in middle school was not that big. Like, you had your niche, you knew your few people that watched Toonami, that were all about these shows that were releasing, but it was one of the first shows that, if you looked at it, like, 10 years later, still is being talked about by fan after fans after fans. That's insane. And Light Yagami being the protagonist, and everyone's always talking about him. Well, and see, L and see, it L. was it was the de- it was the debate for me with being like, well, like every president that's on Mount Rushmore is depicted as good in some way, shape, or form for specific reasons, and 
looking at that is why I said, well, light really does make no sense. Like L would make more sense, but light is such a, like such an important character. I think in anime to showcase the fact that we can have a MC being a villain. So you want to know what my sub pick for this spot was? What's that? It was also maybe going to be Lelouch Lamprude from Code Geass. I never saw. So in the same stylistic sense of what you were just saying is that Light is good intentioned, but overall a bad person, overall a bad guy. And the same thing goes with Lelouch. His, you know, like the the path of, uh, you know, good is, is paved with like, you know, good intentions is paved with like bad. Right. The, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he did so many questionable things also. So I was like, but influentially, it's got to go to, got to go to like Death Note, Light Yagami. Yeah. Still well, talked about to this day. It's, it's one of those things where, where people still look at that and go, well, Light, because like I said, it's a, it's an antagonist. That's a main character. You don't see that a lot in anime, and I think it was eye-opening for a lot of people that anime isn't just shonen, and it isn't all about power of goodness. It was well, it's not. It's not just all about the power of goodness. It's like, oh, you can, you we can have a mystery anime. We can have a an anime that's based on uh this guy doing crazy messed up stuff, and uh because he's smart and. You know, just just going based on that notion and being like, okay, well, talk also about another an anime. anime is a lot more than just talk about another anime that would be amazing to rewatch, talk about on this pod would be a hundred. Just like I, ooh, that would be really fun. I'd I'd be down with that. I mean, we could definitely at at bare minimum have a segment or or at least a full filler episode about Death Note because. I'd I'd have a lot to say about it because it's 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 on my it's in and my top ten. I've been meaning to rewatch, so you know I could I can rewatch and take notes and come back hard with a lot of questions. Well, I'd be all about it if you want to do that. Uh, also, let us know. Do you want to see us uh, cover Death Note in a filler episode? And my number four, my biggest cop out. See this one, like I was I just whip my head around towards Andrew thinking, and I could not come up with a number four of like the most influential character and the only thing that i could think of was the big three what aka naruto ichigo and luffy yeah i could not pick between the you three of them you can't have all three of their faces they are all three no on my board, absolutely not. The big three, the biggest, <laughs> the some of the most influential characters. Yeah, but they during been... an whole era was these three. Yeah, but they could have been literally the first three faces on Mount Rushmore in, at that point. In my mind, you can't have three. In my mind, they are a package deal. You're cheating. You're absolutely <laughs> cheating. That is like. Like that's more than a cop out. Oh, it's I told you right that up front you, it was a cop out. You put the whole police department out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is too hard to decide between those three. Let me who tell you was why. more influential. Between those three, I chose Luffy. 
and you have to explain to me how you came to that. Well, but you also have Naruto on your list. Yeah. So you left Ichigo out in the cold. I did. Sadness. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like the others deserved the spot. You know, versus versus Ichigo. I had I had Spike from Cowboy Bebop and, and Light Yagami. And those are because of the, the different showcasing of what anime could be. And same thing with Cowboy Bebop is showing people that it's not just shonen. All animes don't have happy endings. You can have tragedies in anime too. And that was such a powerful thing. And that's why the reason I think that the anime is so popular is that it's it's one of the few or one of the first that I'm aware of uh anime tragedies. Uh because it didn't end well. And, you know, that's something that we could definitely get into at a later date, but it was it was such a beautiful show for me that I feel like he deserved a lot more than Ichigo. And while I loved Bleed, like nothing will ever take away those late nights of watching way too many episodes. Uh and uh, you know, being like, how do I get a Bankai? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, who, when they were a kid and was watching Bleach, didn't want to pick up a sword and swing it, just like every kid who watches Star Wars and gets a lightsaber or a flashlight. You know? <laughs> like, I, I still do that. I'm going to attack the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <Fun tight. laughs> right? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those. Yeah. Those, uh, oh, God, what are they called? It's been so long since I watched Bleach. Uh, the the monsters in Bleach. What are they called? The the bad Hollows? guys. Hollows. Hollows. Yes. Thank you. Oh my! I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, years years have gone by. <laughs> yeah. Very true. And if you're not watching, you know, my God, the I kind of want to releasings for Bleach. Yeah. I kind of want to rewatch Bleach now. And hey, you know, maybe we can but, rewatch but the reason, that on the show. <laughs> the reason being that I chose Naruto and Luffy over him was because. Naruto for me was much more influential and as a much more popular and widespread anime that was able to spread a little bit of Japanese culture to people. Um, where I don't think Bleach did really any of that. Um, I don't think it was very culturally significant and stuff like that other than like, oh yeah, they're kimonos. Um, <laughs> you know, when they die, you wear a kimono now. Uh, and uh yeah i i feel like it there was just a lot more showcasing of that in in naruto which is like based on the idea that like of the study that they did of japan um i'm not sure if it was before the world war or not um but it was like the idea that japan could be such a like hard and soft country at the same time like they're so emotional um on that on that level uh or so emotionally in touch on that level and at the same time can be so like offensive and determined in that uh and you know that that's something that i feel as though naruto does showcase because of those warring villages and stuff like that it reminds me of like you know going back to like the sengoku jidai like the warring state spirit of japan and stuff like that and it Personally, Naruto made me more interested in the Japanese culture. And then I guess, you know, why would you pick Luffy? Luffy is because it's one of the silliest <laughs> shonens ever. It might just be the silliest shonen ever. To I mean, this. 
but at the same time still has those moments that make you sad uh in sad sad, sad episodes i still laugh um yeah no they there's always a little nugget of comedy for anyone not watching it's One quite Piece. literally still going yeah it's, this day. it's been going since what 93 or 92 uh like a year or two before i was born or the year i was born whatever it is and uh it's still running today and it's such a like eye-opening and influential anime as a whole it's so iconic you know and it's the same thing same thing can be said about mount rushmore if you're like an american citizen you're going to know who one of those people on there is. And Luffy is not, not mistakable at all. But let me tell you my actual list for relating them to the president. Because Please that, do. Because that was just off the top of my head. No, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm glad you took it another step than well, I did. That list I came up with within the five minutes that you texted me. I was like, okay, off the top of my head, what are the ones that I would put up there? And that was... Naruto, Spike, Luffy, Light Yagami. Uh, so, for my pick for George Washington, Monkey D. Garp. <laughs> Luffy's <laughs> uncle. Because he would be the only anime character That's amazing, actually. That, would, that would, he would take place in a war, he would care about the people under him, he would be crazy enough to cross the Delaware in winter. With a smile on his face, he'd do it. And he'd, like, he already kind of has donkey teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. You're not. No, you're, you're pretty on the money with it. But I feel like he's, like, even though he's not looked at like that, like, George Washington is a father figure in American history. And Garp is a father figure in One Piece history. So I felt like that matched up really well. Okay. And looking back as, like, looking at him like a father figure, looking at him as an admiral, uh, you know, someone who's capable of being in war and leading people with his compassion. Uh, I felt as though that fit Garp really well. Uh, my pick for Thomas Jefferson, uh, which maybe this is a little unfounded because Jefferson was a writer uh, and I was thinking Thomas Edison. Okay. Um, so I put Senku from Dr. Stone. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to. <laughs> and when in the second you said that, I went, this guy's going to say Senku. He's yeah, going to say Senku. But it's very misplaced now that I've thought about it a little bit more. I mean, I would love to see that guy's leak head up there. Like, are you kidding me? That would be the <laughs> funniest shit ever. Right? Um, and then uh, for Theodore Roosevelt, uh, my favorite president, by the way, um, if you didn't know, Theodore Roosevelt uh, is supposedly literally had a fight club. Like an actual fight club. He would fight people in the basement of the White House. Like how fucking awesome is that? <laughs> you know, the teddy bear got named after him because he wouldn't kill a bear that was scared up a tree. He was like, this isn't what this is. Uh, he did a lot for wildlife conservation and everything like that. So moving along with that train of thought, Certifiable badass, working on, uh, you know, basically expanding our roots and making sure that we're doing good things for our people and for our environment. I have Levi from Attack on Titan. Okay. Because, same thing, certifiable badass. Yeah. You can't deny that about Levi. You cannot. Um, you have, uh, 
you know, like I said, certifiable badass. He would definitely have a fight club if there weren't titans. I mean, he's had to learn hand-to-hand sparring somehow. Right? Uh, and then and then going into, uh, he's part of the expeditionary force, so he goes out and tries to expand that territory uh, and everything like that and, you know, hunts these things. And you, you have such expansive story arcs about him that uh, I feel like it's very fitting for him to be a, a TDR figure. Okay, yeah. And for Abraham Lincoln, I have a feeling you're really going to like this one. Lay it on me. Makarov Dreyar from Fairy Tale. <laughs> I love Fairy Tale. The <laughs> guild master in Fairy Tale that would do anything for the people underneath him, aka his family. And he did, in fact, go to somewhat of a civil war in order to make that happen for them. He did. So I feel like it's very fitting that he takes on that Abraham Lincoln esque, uh, you know, figure there and being like, you know, I'll I'll do anything for and for individual rights. I also really like the polar opposite height differential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were to think about it like that, a hundred percent. Put them next to each other. They're just <laughs> massive <laughs> figures standing next to Makarov. Okay, Makarov can fly. It'll be fine. He can fly, and then he gets really big. With his power. Yeah, he can stuff. just it's grow. It works. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, but I feel like that was really fitting because, like I said, he kind of did go to a little bit of a civil war with fighting the other guilds and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just doing anything for the people underneath him and stuff like that, which I feel like is very fitting for Abraham Lincoln, you know, the president who freed the slaves and had this, like, participated in the civil war and everything like that. So, jeez. Oh, like, I feel like it matches up well, right? Yeah, no, it does. I, I really enjoyed that. I didn't, I didn't even do that specific, like, down Oh, which, which one US do you not history. agree with? Because I know you... No, I agree with all the... The, the Senku one is, I think, by far the funniest. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. I didn't think about it. I should have. I should have thought more into, like, who's a writer in anime, but... Also, I can't think of any of that. Well, you Jiraiya. Have, yeah, you could say Jiraiya. Jiraiya could fit for that because Jiraiya was actually also really influential with all of his writings throughout Naruto. Yeah, uh, and true. he changed a lot of people's lives, which does fit with Jefferson with you know writing the Constitution. I'll let like I'll that. let you amend if you want to, but if you want to stick with that, you stick to your guns. They Senku, by all means. Well, I don't want to stick to my guns because I don't have real reasoning for it. Because okay. I, was, I was thinking of an inventor, not a writer. Live action edit. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I said, as, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, oh, I'm thinking of the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think Jiraiya is much more fitting than Senku. Okay. I feel like it would also look better. Okay. I mean, who? On a Mount Rushmore. By all means, you know. Jiraiya's being tacked in, guys. That's right. We can remove Senku, which I am a little bit upset about because I, I just love Dr. Stone. No, it is the great show. But he really doesn't fit there at all. Like, the, the only thing he wrote was the thing that Albert Einstein already did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen him draw a bunch of diagrams. Haven't seen him write anything. Uh, that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> but Jiraiya, Jiraiya definitely makes a lot more sense. So, do you think we have time for the other list, or should we save it for maybe the start of the next? I absolutely think we should save it, because we are well over our normal length of filler episode time, but 
thank you so much for coming and listening along with us. I hope uh, you enjoyed that little tidbit there. I hope you enjoyed every little bit. Yeah, that was that was really fun, and I'm glad we both took it in a different way. Absolutely. I mean, that was a blast for me. Um, I'd be really excited to do more of that. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We hope to see you in the next episode. Next episode, we're going to be covering Demon Slayer episode... Oh, God, where are we up to? Four and five? Or No, no. I, we are on, I believe, six and seven? Find out in the next episode. I'll cut that, yeah. <laughs> of Kyo no anime. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, I like leaving it off on find out in the next episode of Kyo no anime. Bum, bum, bum. Until next time, enjoy watching. <laughs>